0: Episode 1, Part 1 of 4. Hey, y'all. Welcome to The Real Tea on Real Housewives podcast, hosted by me, Fetty Young. I'm interested in exploring the role of being a traditional wife, aka trad wife, but I have no idea how to make that happen, let alone be successful at it. A trad wife is a traditional wife or housewife who embraces a more traditional structure in their marriage. The husband is the majority provider, while the wife is the caretaker of the home and the children. I'm in my late 20s, I work as a data analyst, and the majority of the people in my community look down on the idea of me being a traditional wife. So it's been tough to find a mentor that I can talk to about this. Hence, I created this podcast to share my journey as I reach out to different people who have been successful i feel there has to be others like me who are interested in exploring traditional marriage but simply lack the connections needed to learn what it truly takes to enter and sustain a successful traditional marriage wish me luck on this journey anything is possible right all right today we are talking to melanie young from oklahoma aka auntie melanie And today, she's going to share her experience regarding being a stay-at-home mom. Again, hello, everyone. My name is Fetty, and I'm your host for the Real Tea on Real Housewives podcast. Right here at the top of the show, I would like to invite all listeners to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. I also invite you to follow the podcast socials on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at It's Officially Fetty. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, or you want to share your story on this podcast... You can email me at it'sofficiallyfetty at gmail.com. All right, let's get into it. So, Auntie, just to start off, I just want to ask you know, how's everything going? How have you been? What's going on?
1: Everything's going good. The weather not being so hot. You know, we're kind of sliding into fall. It's in the upper 70s today here in Oklahoma City. I'm sure it'll drop off pretty soon into the winter temperature.
0: All right. Awesome. So to get myself and our listeners better acquainted with what you're all about, I'm going to start off with some general questions. So I don't necessarily want to ask people their age, but I would like to ask you, what generation would you say that you're a part of? Boomer. Boomer. All right. And what is your birthplace?
1: Seattle.
0: Seattle. Okay. And your current location?
1: Oklahoma City. Mm
0: -hmm. And what is your educational background?
1: I have a bachelor's degree in theology I got in Seattle. I graduated, late. I graduated cum laude. I think that was in 88. All right.
0: And what is your work history?
1: My work history is in accounting and management, retail management. Mm-hmm.
0: And what are your hobbies? What do you like to do for fun?
1: I like to watch... I like to watch movies. I like, my biggest hobby, the closest thing to my heart as far as that's something just for me would have to be sewing and quilting. Mm -hmm. I've been sewing for 28 years and I've been quilting for five years Mm -hmm. and I love it, I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I tried sewing multiple times. I thought I wanted to be like a fashion designer and me and the sewing machine never got along.
1: (laughs) Actually, the reason why I started sewing my oldest son was he was 20 pounds at four months which is pretty pretty huge and we couldn't find anything to fit him so i asked my one of my aunts if she would make some outfits for him so she picked out some patterns and she gave them to me and she wanted me to go get all the 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 fabric and the notions for it and i took it over to her house and she says you're gonna sew it you know and she tricked me basically but (laughs) I loved it. I didn't know that I, I did take a little bit of sewing when I was in the 10th grade up in Anchorage, you know, it was okay. But after I started sewing, I just, you know, I never stopped it. I loved it. And my husband bought me a an old Sears sewing machine that is, I think it was, I believe that sewing machine is 50 years old. He got it from the thrift store in West Seattle and it came in a table with this big tower of attachments for like 20 bucks. And mm-hmm. also here,
0: yeah. they don't make, like, the older machines are way better quality than the ones that they put out now.
1: Yeah. This machine is 100% um, iron. There are yeah. no plastic So iron. industrial style. Yeah. Such. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Sears did a good job. It was made by a company over in Japan. I think it was called, um, the company that, that made it back then was called Jaguar. Okay. Um, so it's a, I think it, it's like the, there's, there's, the second year that they were making sewing machines, but it's definitely, it's it's definitely a keeper. You know, I clean it, I oil it, take take good care of it. It's that ugly puke green color.
0: <laughs> but, so your
1: additional child in the family? <laughs> yeah, and I've got a couple of sergers. But yeah, quilting. You know, like I said, five years ago, just I love it. It's it's I just like I you know I like being creative. I think I think the the biggest part of me is creative.
0: Mhm. All right. Okay, all right. So how long have you been married? 34 years. Wow. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> and how many children do you have? We have five children. Five. And how old were you when you started having children?
1: I had my first child when I was 28, and I couldn't imagine having had a child younger than that, for all the women that have children younger than that, wow, (laughs) you know. Um, But for me, it's like, wow, I I couldn't have imagined Melanie having a kid any younger than that, you know. Um, But I was 28 when we had our first child. Wow, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I can't imagine my younger self (laughs) raising children either.
1: (laughs) Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because I feel like I kind of... I'm coming more into myself maybe within like the last couple years.
1: <laughs> it's, it is it is a good place to be. We waited. So she was born during our third year of marriage. We didn't want to get married and pop a kid out. You know, we wanted to get a couple for, you know, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, just to kind of settle into each other. And I've met some other people since then that went along that same path instead of getting married, you know starting a family immediately. Just, you know, be be a couple, get to know each other and give yourself time to, you know, learn more about yourself as a married person mm-hmm. um, before you bring a child into the mix. You know, and it, 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 it's a personal choice. That is no criticism for people that, you know, start the family early. No criticisms at all, it's just a personal choice. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you guys cohabitate before you got married?
1: We did not. We knew each other for five months before we got married, which I realized is super fast. Our method was, my husband was a minister and I was in the ministry as well. And we met through a old family friend. He he was a worldwide evangelist, the man that is the reason why we know each other, at least my story. (laughs) And an old family friend that preached at, the church that my husband was going to and my husband wanted to take him out for coffee afterwards and my mother was there because this preacher was an old family friend that she when she was a teenager and I was at home I went to my church and went home and got on my my bed clothes and I was relaxing and my mother was coming by to pick up my younger sister who was I think 17 at the time they were going to go get you know some pie at, at a local 24 hour diner. And my mother said, why don't you come with us? And I'm like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm relaxing and chilling with this, a young minister following us. And I jokingly asked her, was he cute? I was I was just joking, but she said, I don't know. I haven't met him. So we met at a local grocery store up the street. You know, he was bringing the, minister, the, the evangelist and the evangelist got sick. So my mother, put the evangelist in her car to take him home and I got in the car with the young minister with my younger sister and my niece who was two years old at the time and we all went over to the local diner and you know just sat and talked you know and I it was near where I worked at and I'm like I work over there in that building you know and so a few days later he came by and asked Mel for dinner in the movie and I didn't hear from him for like about a week. I didn't give him, I didn't get his phone number. He got my phone number. Mm -hmm. And um, so then he calls me a week later and you know, we went out a couple more times. And then he asked, he said, we should pray and ask God what is his will for this relationship, you know? And I didn't think it was a big deal because I'm like, I wasn't looking for anything. And I thought your Uncle Leaf was weird. And I still think he's weird. <laughs> in, 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 in an adorable way at this point, you know, three, four years and five kids later. And so we went on a week consecration. We were both, you know, fasting and we didn't have any, any contact with each other. And, you know, entertainment, just, just complete, you know, consecration. Just went to work and go home like that. And I... Uh, I heard the Lord say holy matrimony, and I'm like, no, I need to pray again. That that, that can't be right. (laughs) And so from there, I just really just submitted to what I felt was the Lord's will. And uh, probably a few months after that, he told me that after our first date, that week that that I didn't hear from him, he was in prayer for what the what God's will was for this relationship. So, you know, five months after we met, you know, we got married, and yeah, there. Of course, you would expect there were a lot of naysayers, and you know, we you know we're still we're still here. We're we're still together. Yeah, um, three to four years later. Yeah. Yes, you know, <laughs> um driving each other crazy in in the best kind of ways, but we have a happy home. Mm-hmm. Have a happy home, and that's all. Glory to God.
0: Amen to that. <laughs> yeah.
1: What was your guys's wedding like? Like, how long did you plan it, and how what was it like? We, we planned a wedding, and I found that it just got really stressful. And so we ended up eloping. So we went, like I say, down to the courthouse and and eloped, and there, you know let people know after the fact. And then ten years later, to the day, we. Um, renewed our vows at um, the church in in Portland, Oregon. And uh, my family drove down from Seattle. I was surprised to see them all, but everybody drove down from Seattle for um, our vow renewal and his family that lived there. Um, You know, the whole family was there. And it was really special. It it was really special to walk upstairs and see the church filled with our family because I didn't know who all was going to show up, you know. Mm -hmm. But we, we went down to the courthouse and... You know,
0: lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. I, the idea of me planning a wedding is also really stressful. I, t- honestly, in my head, I'm like, go to Vegas, find something cute, and then whoever wants to come can come.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then maybe have a, you know, a reception for people, yeah. at the party afterward. It, it was very stressful. It's like, it was for me, it was like everybody who, maybe he wasn't a close friend and was like, I hear you getting mad when I'm you doing your wedding. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And there was a particular family member that was very much against it and made it really, really, really stressful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't do this, you know? So, oh.
0: so. I'm glad y'all were able to have that renewal later so that wasn't completely cut off yeah. for one person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you covered, you know, how'd you meet your partner? How long did you date? Did you have any negotiables or non-negotiables?
1: That's that's a good question. I I have a family member and beautiful, beautiful woman. And she has a long list of what she wants to find in a man. And she has been single for many years and not necessarily by choice and i've been like i've advised her maybe you shouldn't have so many boxes to tick for a person you know maybe get it down to just a couple of things that are really really crucial and leave the rest up for exploration but i was looking for someone who loved the lord i was looking for um Someone who can make me laugh. It might seem trivial, but that was something that was important to me. Someone that was fun to be with, and I was looking for someone that had that was a a very strong man. The reason being, my mother is a has a very dominant personality, and if she was able to walk over, you know, my choice in a man, no, we're done, you know. Mm-hmm. So I needed someone that had that had that type of strength, because I I would sometimes I need someone to lean on, because of things in my background and my history. So those were things, not much, you know, not much. So those were the things that were non-negotiable. I wanted someone that could make me laugh. I wanted a strong man, and I wanted someone that, that loved the Lord. That was it, you know. That was it. Was it hard to find? Well, there were others before him that, you know, you know that just, you know, weren't the right type of people, weren't, wasn't the right type of person. We spent a lot of time together talking and becoming friends during our courtship, I guess you would call it. So I learned a lot about him. I learned about his history. I saw how he was with his family, with his mother, with his father, with his, you know, with his sister and how he was and how he treated his friends. And those, and, and I saw some really good qualities in him. So, I I also wanted someone that I could, that I I felt like had a particular type of relationship with the Lord. That he is, I've always told him that he's a better human than I am. He's a really, really, really good person, and those were things that I learned about him in those in those five months. And I feel like. I feel like the Lord picked him for me and I didn't know how well we were going to fit together. But over time, you know, we obviously fit together, you know, quite well. Um, So there were definitely some non-negotiables, you know, character, you know, because, you know, everybody out there, you know, in the church is not living the life that they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching. You know, I was watching. I was because I was watching how he was with his friends to learn about those qualities that that were really would really be important. You know, in the in the long term. Plus, there were things that we discussed as far as you know the roles that we might would want to play in our married life and that type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And. I mean, you maybe kind of said it a little bit, but just putting it out there, how How? like when, was there a moment when you were like knew like he was the one, like how did you know? Like, okay, so, so to just really
1: just be very, very trans- transparent, even after the consecration, there was a part of me that was just like, you know, looking sideways at the whole situation, because it's like, but, you know, it's like when you meet somebody and you kind of like, mm, are they really, you know, boyfriend material? I wouldn't have classified him like that when I met him. I thought he was just going to be, you know, a really, really good friend, you know, someone fun to hang out with. So even after hearing from the Lord in that week of consecration, it still took some time for me to really settle into it and for those feelings to really be, be there from my perspective, because. I wasn't going to like so yeah, let's just get married because God said you're my husband. I I didn't I didn't feel like that was the way I wanted to go about bringing that to fruition. So it was it was over a little bit of time after that that I really began to see him differently and really began to fall in love with him. And I would say looking at the things that I've seen in other relationships and other men, even other past relationships of mine that there were qualities that he had that I just thought were just absolutely golden. Just so very, very valuable. And like my, I would be a fool to pass this one up for all, you know, for the others that I did like pass up, I just found him to have some very valuable qualities and, it was one thing that that I found to be very special is that, and I, I would imagine that some women probably can, some men and women can relate to this being in a relationship. Someone that lets you be authentically you, 100%, doesn't try to change, you know, tuck your shirt Sheridan or you know, those those little things. He let me be who I was, 100%, and that felt so so good to just just be myself, mm-hmm. you know, 24/7 not having to change anything about who I was, that was probably the thing that really just kind of really sent me over.
0: All right. So next question, how and where do you
1: suggest other women meet
0: potential partners?
1: Well, I've been off the market for 34 years, but I would think, I would think just about any place except, that maybe, you know, those dark, dingy places that people go to, you know, I mean, I wouldn't recommend, you know, I mean, I I don't want to name some places that I wouldn't recommend because I'm not trying to offend anybody that, you know, found their mate at one of those places, but I think any place that you think you're going to find good, the kind of people that you want to hang out with, any place that you think you're going to find someone that has qualities that you're looking for, you know, you could be just like on your last, like, you could just be really down and out and meet somebody but if they have the same mind that you do as far as you want to come up and you want to you know change things in your life you know whether it's the grocery store whether it's a, you know a Alcoholics Anonymous whether it's you know the gym any place you find some, you can find people that have um, a mind that's like yours as far as where you want to go with your life um, because you never know where he or she is or whatever pronoun you might use for your partner. You never know where your partner's at. So I think you can meet somebody just about anywhere. I wouldn't have any place that I would say, well, no, you don't want to get somebody at that place because you just never know where you're going to find the right person. I think you have to be Mm -hmm. open-minded.
0: I know it's not on my questionnaire list, but it kind of popped into my head. What are your thoughts on
1: online dating? I don't have any... I don't have anything negative to say about it because I have a family member that she's been single for a long time. And, you know, it's been, I've suggested it. And other friends of hers have also suggested that she try it. And, you know, she doesn't want to. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have found their mate on online dating. So I, I don't, I wouldn't say, no, you don't want to, you know, do online dating because regardless of where you meet someone, you still have to take steps to be safe. So it, it, it doesn't
0: matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That concludes part one. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Tea on Real Housewives podcast. Thank you for allowing me, Fetty, to be your host today. I am really interested in connecting and growing this community. So go ahead and follow the podcast socials at It's Officially Fetty on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. See y'all next week.